The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, we've got Ketchy Asondu on the line and we're going to talk about her book, The Light Within the Shade, Finding Solace and Meaning in Trauma and Pain of Bipolar Disorder, Depression, Mania, Anxiety, PTSD and Other Mental Illnesses. Good afternoon, Ketchy. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Toby? Uh, Very well, thanks indeed. So what was it that inspired you to write this book and share your story with the world? I was really really inspired because when I started having symptoms myself, I didn't know what I was having. I didn't know there was anything called depression or bipolar. And uh, later on, you know, talking to people who had mental illness, they felt like there was a gap that needed to be filled. They wanted a book, something to help them uh, fill that gap before they sought, you know, help from professionals or something. They wanted something from a a peer to read, to help them, encourage them, uh, give them what they needed to know before they actually went out and sought professionals. And let's talk a little bit about your own story, if we don't mind. How old were you when you were first diagnosed with your condition or conditions? I was 29. That's relatively young, but not completely young. So do you think your age played a part in your reaction to it? Definitely, because I had been having the symptoms for many years, for at least Mm. uh, a decade and a half before then. So I had suffered this and kind of white knuckled my way through it for about 15 years before I was diagnosed and before I got any help. And how long before the diagnosis did you realise there was something up with you, to put it that way? And also, is it something that you suddenly realise or do you kind of slowly realize it over many years yes i slowly realized it over many years that there was something different from me uh and other people and people seem to have kind of an easier way negotiating life Mm. and i felt like i was i wasn't doing very well negotiating life and but my mother was good with helping me out but she died when I was a little bit young and um, it kind of, it threw me off balance. That's when I started to have very major episodes and not being able to to handle them myself. And how did life change after your diagnosis? Because was it almost a relief to finally find out 
why you were having all these issues? It was a huge relief to to know that uh, there was help. I could get help, but at the same time, it was also kind of sad. I cried because I felt now everybody's going to say that I'm crazy. I mean, I thought yeah. this is this is it's verified right now that I have mental illness, and it was sad for me. But at the same time, I felt okay. Now there there can be help. Maybe I can find a way to to live a life and kind of even if I don't thrive, at least I can cope with my symptoms. Yeah. And how did you deal with that stigma? Because we'd like to think otherwise, but there are still a few people in the workplace or wherever who think that if you've got a mental illness, you're somehow completely mad and ought to be in some home somewhere. So how do you deal with the stigma? And maybe for people listening as well, is there a good way to approach these people and, you know, have a conversation with them. Yes, actually. And there's actually, unfortunately, more than a few people who think this. There's, It's still quite a thing that when you tell people they have kind of a gut reaction, they think, okay, what's she going to do next? Yeah. You know, they don't really know what to expect from you. Um, I've been in hospital, you know, um, to try to change my medication or when I've had a, a chronic, you know, or like a uh, an episode and needed to ha- have help, like, you know, and the, the even from medical professionals, you know, from nurses or psych techs, they still give you kind of a different reaction than when I've gone into hospital for other medical issues. There's a difference between the way you're treated by medical professionals um, when you go in for uh, for psych issues. And um, there is a way to, to treat it. There is a way, first of all, to tell yourself this is a no-fault illness. Mental illness is a no-fault illness. You did not give yourself that mental illness. You're usually born with a predisposition to it and yeah. stress or something else eventually along the line brings it out. Uh, so knowing for yourself that you it's a no-fault illness is a big step towards being strong and not accepting whatever stigma that somebody else might put on you. And then um, in my book, I wrote quite a few ways that a person is able to, to deal with the stigma and to kind of educate family and friends of people who have mental illness and the general public to let them see that there's nothing wrong with us in that sense. We're not crazy. This yeah. is a, a, an illness like diabetes or anything else that can be dealt with. Uh, the problem is that if a person isn't taking care of themselves, then there is the, the possibility of them acting out and then, you know, causing the stigma to then be even worse. Yeah, that's the thing. You say it is an illness just like diabetes and whatever. And that's true, isn't it? Mental health ought to be treated just like physical health. There's also a stigma where if you had time off work or said you couldn't do something or whatever because of your mental health, people will just think you're being lazy or you can't be bothered. Exactly. That That is sadly the case. And luckily now, you know, like you mentioned before, there is, there is a, a, a thing coming out now where people are getting to realise a little bit more that that is not the, the case, yeah. you know, that, that people who are mentally ill are really have a genuine illness. And with COVID happening, we found that people, even medical professionals – 
had mental health issues as a result of the trauma that they went through with their patients dying on them. Yeah. I have a sister, for instance, who's a, an infectious diseases doctor, and she had patients dying on her all the time. That caused a lot of trauma for her. That was the case also with um, uh, other people who nurses and medical professionals who went through a lot during COVID. And they complained that they were being treated a certain way when they opened up and said, look, I need a mental health day and uh, things like that. Yeah. But I think that that opened people's eyes to the fact that mentally ill people are genuinely ill when they say that, look, I, I'm overwhelmed. I, ha I need time off to get a little better before I can come back and continue with my work. Now, how do you think your book will help readers who are maybe in a similar situation to you? I think that the fact that somebody else has been brave enough to come out and tell the truth so openly, I was very, very clear. And the book is kind of raw in yeah. the way that I tell the truth about myself. Uh, already, I, I, I put the book out there on Amazon and I got quite a few people who responded. I was very mm -hmm. amazed with the way the reviews went from people who I don't know who have mental illness who were brave enough to say what they thought about the book. I have also met other people just organically who I spoke to about the book and they said that the book has helped them in quite a, a good way to to uh, be open about their illness, to feel better about it, and some to seek help. Some yeah. people who did not want to seek help just because they felt that uh, they don't want the stigma. I would rather suffer through it than let myself be labelled as mentally ill. And do you think that the book will help readers be more aware of their condition? Because maybe they haven't been diagnosed with anything yet and they haven't put a name to it yet. Yes, because for instance, when I had no idea what I had, I read a book called The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath. She's a very popular uh, writer and poet who unfortunately committed suicide at some point of her life. When I read her book, the first time I read it, I thought whatever it is this woman had, this is what I have. I didn't know wow. what the name of it was, but reading that book helped me a whole lot. I know that reading my book would open the eyes of a lot of people who don't know what they have, but who can read it and say, these are the symptoms that I experience. Whatever this lady has, this is similar to my experience. Yeah. And if you think you have what somebody in a book has or what somebody's written has, I take it you should ought to see a doctor or healthcare professional rather than just diagnosing yourself. Yes, absolutely. Diagnosing yourself is just the first step to then seeking help because I advise in my book, you can't do it alone. It's a very, very dangerous thing to to sit back because it's an illness that can result in death very sadly, which many times does result in death. So that comes with even people who are being treated, not to talk of people who are going it themselves and trying to white knuckle through it. Yeah. So it, it, I advise very strongly in the book, find competent health professionals to help you deal with it. And you, you'll be like so much happier, find that you can actually deal 
deal with the illness and be so much happier. And how do you think the book differs from all the other self-help books that are out there and people are buying but maybe don't always work? Right. The thing that, that is different is... One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, perhaps how raw I let the book be, how open I was with sharing things that are very embarrassing and other people are perhaps not quite as willing to be that that clear. Um, it's also a book written by an African. There isn't another written by an African yeah. like me, where in Africa, the stigma is horrible. I complain about the stigma. I live in America, but the stigma in Africa is even much more so. There's another book that I saw that was written by a Nigerian, but she was raised in the United States. I was raised in Africa. The difference is amazingly great. Um, that is a, a there's a huge difference there in you know the way w we were raised and what I went through in Nigeria as a result of my illness you know not wanting to say anything yeah that's a, a huge difference there's also the difference with I put in there a spiritual aspect some people find that it a lot of people actually find that it makes a difference I saw a psychologist who was the head of a huge hospital in Manhattan where after 9-11, a lot, a lot of the people who had been uh, in the Twin Towers, wh where they went for their treatment, she spoke about how people had to believe in something, didn't matter what, but they had to have a belief in a higher power to be helped. And that those who had no such belief in anything at all could not be helped. I was amazed at that, but I found that I 
that being the case, I put in the truth about what has helped me, that there had to be some kind of a spiritual aspect, some some belief in something higher and bigger than yourself, because by ourselves, we're not able to help ourselves completely. Yeah. And that is just the simple. Why do you think it is that in Africa, there's even more stigma? And is this something that could change? The thing with Africa, unfortunately, is just because we're not as advanced medically just yet. And because of that, people who are mentally ill many times do not get the care they need. And as a result, many become psychotic and lose touch with reality and you find them on the streets. So with when you hear mental illness in Africa, many times you, you instantly compare it with or what you see with mental illness in Africa is automatically psychosis. Mm. Here in the US, for instance, or in the Western world, you hear mental illness and you think of depression and you still see a person who's functioning normally. So the stigma in back in Africa is psychosis. Oh, the person is crazy. They're on the streets. Yeah. They're not, you know, they're, they're, they're completely in, not in touch with reality. They're, they're stock raving bunkers. And that's what we see. But it's getting better. The, you know, what the awareness is improving, the, the you know, the, the medications are getting better. The doctors are getting better. It's definitely going to be better. Um, unfortunately, not yet, but it will be better. And why are you so hopeful that it will get better? Have you seen it slowly get better over time? Yes, there is a, a unfortunately, I don't have the, the name of the group, but there is a, a group um, before that was nothing like that, like a suicide um, uh, hotline now present, for instance, in Nigeria that never was there before, that is present in practically all the states of the country. And mental health in general is a lot more advanced. The yeah. number of doctors available, the amount of training, you know, available and ready in the country has, is much more far gone than when I was living there. And it wasn't available in many states of the Federation, but it is available right now. And just the fact that it's there creates awareness and people are able to go there and get better. So that in itself is a huge, huge plus. And how important would you say mental health awareness is to you? It's hugely important. I have seen people suffer. I have seen people die, unfortunately. I have been in hospital quite a few times just because I wasn't helped, if you put it that way, by um, certain family members. You know, yeah. when I, people like, I didn't have people I could rely on at some point. I was in hospital a lot and I would... I was, my heart was broken by people who I saw in hospital who were going through things, you know, and just also just out in the street, homeless people, a lot of homeless people have mental health issues. That's why they're out there. They're not able to hold down jobs and things like that. And I have a huge, huge heart for, for mental health awareness, letting people know what's going on, helping, you know, people who can do something about it, know what's going on, and then trying to do whatever it is that I can for people who are mentally ill. I have plans for the future um, that I already, yeah, that are already in progress Ooh. Um, to see what I can do to help in yeah. my own way. And speaking of plans for the future, do you plan on writing a second book tackling the same issues? Yes, I do. I do plan to write a second book. There's a lot that I left out in the first book. I wrote the first book 
with a lot of pain and trauma. It took me a long time to write that book. I was asked to write that book many times by many of my doctors, my psychologists. They told me, Keichi, you have a deep insight into your illness. You have a great awareness of your illness. You can write a book that will help many, many people. We have many patients who are not able to express themselves as well as you can. That Your book will help a lot of people. And so I started writing, but I would have a lot of pain and then I would not be able to continue. So it took me a long, long time to write that book. But I, after I had finished, it was very cathartic. Yeah. And I was able to, you know, really breathe a sigh of relief. And oh, But I left a lot of good things out of that book. So I'm going to definitely write a second one. And do you think the second time round it's going to be a little bit easier? I think definitely it will, yes. And the stuff that you left out of the first book... Is it kind of all in random places? Like, I don't know if the stuff you wrote about was in chronological order or not, but is it kind of events that would need to be in order again, or how does it work? It's going to be a lot of it. <laughs> a lot of it is going to be in order, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what else is coming up for you after this second book? Are there even more plans? And you kind of hinted about mental health awareness things that you're working on, aren't you? Yes. Um, I belong to a group called Fountain House that um, is a psychosocial club that makes it easy for mentally ill people to kind of help themselves get better. Um, there's a lot going on in that place that I can draw from to help people. I also have in my mind a plan for coaching because I have learned so much about myself and about other people that I feel that I can be of use to people who are still starting out on their mental health journey and kind of don't know what they're doing. I remember starting out not taking my meds on time, not doing a lot of healthy things that I should have done to make myself healthier yeah i have yes i have a partner a couple of partners who are happy to to start me on a coaching journey um to help people who are um just starting out and kind of feel lost and don't know what to do with themselves um so coaching is a, a big big thing that i'm going to be doing in the meantime where are we able to find this book, which is out now, The Light Within the Shade. Definitely on Amazon and in a couple of weeks in local bookstores like Barnes & Noble. Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great to have you on and good luck with the future books and everything that you're doing. Thank you very much, Toby. Thank you for having me. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.